Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Kia ora and hello. I've been asked to tell you about No Labels, the radio show for, by, and about people living with disabilities. The show offers interviews and news about the disability sector in Aotearoa, New Zealand. On Wellington's Access Radio 106.1 FM. Find us on Facebook or go to www.accessradio.org.nz. No labels, our voice for you on Access Radio. And welcome to No Labels for our first episode in May. This month, we are meeting with Claire from Wellington City Council. And Claire is going to tell us about her role and some activities that her team are involved with. Claire, so welcome to No Labels. Thank you. Good morning. Good. And Claire, so what's your role at Wellington City Council? Um, So I'm the manager of the transitional program at the City Council, um, which is the team responsible for rolling out the um, bike network across the city. Right. Okay. So obviously that's probably been a bit of a hot topic. We've seen some of the um, information out there in the media, etc. And so we'll get to talk a little more about that in a, in a few minutes, but so how long have you been at Wellington City? Um, I actually came on secondment last July um, and I liked it so much that I've gone uh, permanent since January. So I haven't right. even been here a year yet. Right. Oh, well. And what sort of work, or where did you come from? So, to, and, and what made you so excited about working at Wellington City? Yes, yeah, so prior to this, I had been at Waka Kotahi, um, the New Zealand Transport Agency, for almost seven years. Right. Um, and I'd been working there as uh, their lead advisor for urban mobility, so working a lot in kind of transport and cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing that really attracted me over to Wellington, I've, I've been here my whole life and I feel very passionately about this city. Um, but last year, the council made a decision that they really wanted to get going with delivering the bike network. So they they um, put into the long-term plan um, an aim to accelerate the delivery of the bike network and get as much as they could in by in the next three years. And I thought that's something that I want to be a part of. Great. Well, so I, do I take it from that then, then that you also ride a bike? Yes, I do. <laughs> I ride a bike. <laughs> it's my, my primary mode of transport, yes. Right. And and what are our streets like for, I mean, I guess there's two parts to this question. What are our streets like for cyclists? And do you cycle on the road or the footpath? Good question. Um, I, I think because I am someone who's ridden in Wellington for a long time, I've, I've got accustomed to what it's like. I, mm. I, like everybody, have times where I'll have a near miss or a really scary moment mm-hmm. Um in those areas where we don't have that kind of protection. But there are also some parts of Wellington that are really actually quite good for riding. So there's big areas of the city that are flat, even though we think of us as a really hilly city, all off to the east and south, there's a lot of flat and the city itself is flat. And also a lot of our streets being quite narrow actually mean that often vehicles are traveling quite slowly on them. And that's something that um, actually makes it feel less scary sometimes when everybody's going slower. So it's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but I know compared to Auckland and Christchurch, we definitely don't have as much of those protected bike cycleways yet, and that's something that we're looking to change. 
Um, in terms of where I ride, I'm always on the road, um, never on the footpath, unless I'm pulling into uh, a house or something. Right. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I must admit, as, as a pedestrian, I sort of come across quite a few cyclists on footpaths and not little children either. And um, often wonder, you know, why people do that. And I guess they probably may feel it's a, a safety issue, but um, it's not always that safety safe for pedestrians either when when they're racing along the, the footpath and the, the footpath is quite a narrow footpath. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, we, we talk about what we're doing a lot in terms of cycling and bike networks, but really what we're doing is delivering benefits for lots of modes of transport like as we're going with our projects we're delivering lots of bus priority um, for the tens of thousands of people that catch the bus every day but one of the primary benefits of protecting or creating protected bike space on the street is that you do get people off the footpath so people are riding on the footpath because they feel scared to be out in the traffic where those yeah. fast moving vehicles are and I think that's something that we don't talk about enough, but really it's one of the things we hear over and over from pedestrians is they want the footpath to be that sacred space. And that's what we can do when we create a, a safe space for bikes. Right. And so besides cycling, what else, what else do you um, get up to in your, in your spare time? Well, um, I have actually a background in marine biology. So I did my, one of my degrees was in marine biology. And I, before I took a sort of left turn into transport, I spent a few years running a snorkeling program with kids in Wellington. Right. Um, and so snorkeling is still something that the ocean is something that's um, I really love. So as much as I can in summer, I'm, I'm snorkeling around the island base. Cycle, um, snorkel trail right. um, a couple of times every year. Um, I also do um, different sorts of biking for recreation. So I love riding my mountain bike up in the lots and lots of trails around Wellington um, and just hiking around the bush. Yeah, yeah. great. So um, as you sort of alluded to before and we've sort of heard in, in the media, there's a new cycle lane going through. And at the moment, I think the, the main focus, there's obviously been some work happening in and still will be ongoing with Island Bay. There's the um, Brooklyn Hill and um, the one that was started just recently, the new town to the Botanical Garden. Mm. Are there others planned? Yeah, there definitely are. So in um, November, late November last year, the City Council went out with the Wellington Bike Network Plan, Paniki mm -hmm. Porniki. Um, and that outlined the full network that we want to deliver across the city. Um, and we got lots and lots of feedback, over a thousand submissions on that plan came in with ideas of bits that were pros that were good and bits that were bad. And in March, we confirmed the whole network, the council adopted the plan. And that was actually 166 kilometres of network in the, in the Wellington city area. So these ones that we're working on are really our um, first cab off the ranks. They're part of what we call the primary network. Yeah. Um, but we will be over the next sort of three to 10 years in a, a basically in a continual state of developing our bike network so that we can get it to be safe and connected and accessible for lots and lots of people. Great. Okay. Now we're going to have a short break and you're going to introduce a song to us. Which one are you going to introduce mm -hmm. and why? Ooh, um, this song is the Brooke, Brooke Fraser's song called Coachella. 
Um, and I just have always loved the song. I'm really a big fan of New Zealand music. I like lots and lots of it. And I think I was living in America um, at the time that this album came out. And I just really loved it because it had those New Zealand flavors. But she's, um, I think she produced this album in the States. And it's got quite a different feel to her previous one. It makes okay. me feel happy. <laughs> right, let's go. Okay, 
that that's certainly I hadn't heard that that particular song until um, you sent that through to me. Uh, I've heard some of her other songs, but not that one. So thanks for sharing. Um, now the cycle lane that's sort of I guess has has a lot of prominence um, at the moment is the one between Newtown and the botanical gardens. Can you tell us? Because it's going to be a little different to exist the ones that are already there. Can you tell us a little about it? Um, obviously, we know it's going from Newtown to the Botanical Gardens, but what's different about this particular cycle lane and road and bus stop infrastructure? Yeah, there's a few things that are different. Firstly, we're actually talking about them as two projects. We're thinking of them as Newtown to the city and Botanic Garden to the city. So they're the, the key connectors to our western suburbs and to our southern suburbs where you know loads and loads of people live. So the thing that's different, and actually it has some similarities to the Brooklyn Hill Cycleway, is that we're using a process where we put them in um, using adaptable materials and actually get feedback rather than on plans and drawings. We're getting feedback from the public off the installations themselves. Right. Um, and that actually helps us get much, much broader range of feedback and really quality feedback because instead of people having to imagine what it might be like, they actually get to find out what it is like and provide feedback on that. Um, right. At the same time, it also allows us to actually collect data as well as feedback to inform whether it's achieving its outcome, which in this case, what we're trying to do is get more people traveling by bike and by bus. Um, right. So that's one of the things that's different is we're using a process where we get feedback from a, um, sort of adaptable temporary installation in real life rather than on the plans. Um, and another thing that's different about it is that we are um, delivering not just a bike um, a cycleway, but bus improvements. So there are some significant um, benefits coming from making the bus lanes along this section more um, longer throughout the day. So it's somewhere where our buses get stuck in traffic when they're trying to get out to Newtown and it can make those bus trips really delayed. So we're trying to get some real benefits to the people on buses. And on that note, um, one of the things that we're using on these routes that we haven't used before is what's called the Zikla bus platform. And so this is a product that is actually being designed specifically for when bikes bike lanes and bus stops come next to each other. Um, and so the first one of those will go in outside the hospital in the next couple of weeks. Um, and we'll be down there, um, particularly with people from the low vision community um, and with other mobility impairments to see how it's working for them and get that feedback, uh, feedback in real life. Which is really great to hear because we've been working a lot with um... Renee on that and we're hoping to have a day and we'll be promoting that um, widely within the disability community so people can come can come and have a look have a play get a sense um, of what it's like because you're right when you see something on paper um, or if you can't see it at all it's yeah. quite difficult to imagine what it would be like and and I know um, when we described it to um, some of the blind community saying you know there'll be a bus pad as it, as it were like at the bus stop and there'll be you know a entry and, and correct me if I'm wrong here um, so the cycles will come say for example up from the basin reserve 
in their own cycle lane, um, which will be running between the footpath and the bus lane. Correct, yeah. And as they get close to a bus stop, they will then exit the bus lane onto the, the footpath. And then when they get past the bus stop, they'll um, ex exit the footpath and then onto the cycle lane again. It's sort of like that, but I might describe it a differently because Good. actually everybody <laughs> everybody travels straight in a straight line. So nobody's deviating on and off the footpath. The way these platforms work is that they create basically a, a raised island um, in the cycle lane so that if you're on the footpath and when you get off and you want to get on the bus, you travel across at footpath level, but the cycle lane, you're actually crossing the cycle lane. And, and the way I, that sounds, you know, that there is a conflict there and the way that we're managing that conflict is by using ramps. So if you're a cyclist and you're coming up to one of these things, you actually have to go up a ramp and then you're on a platform which is very clearly marked with red markings and the little pedestrian crossing symbols and a sign that says cyclists give way to passengers. So we have, there is a, an area where people have to cross each other, um, but we're trying through our markings and the signage and the actual physical ramps to manage that conflict and make it very clear that those bus passengers have priority. Um, one of the things that made us want to go down this route, because when you are putting a protected bike lane in, you have to deal with these bus stop zone issues. And we've got a few around the city. Um, the thing that made us want to try this product is that it actually has an international accessibility standard. And we thought we could try and make one of these in New Zealand and give it a go. But really, for the first time we're using it, we wanted to get one that had been through a decade of development and actually has that kind of accessibility stamp on it. Which but it doesn't sense. mean that we, yeah, and we might need to do some tweaks once it's here mm. and we watch how people behave. Yes, well, we all know how people pay, whether, they, whether yeah. they're cyclists, pedestrians or, or whatever. <laughs> yes, um, no, but that sounds, that sounds yeah, a little different, yeah, because I think when we had it explained to us, it was like the cyclists would come up onto the footpath, whereas what you're saying is that the cyclists stay in their lane, but the pedestrians walk across the cycle lane onto the bus. Yeah, yeah but they're doing it at the footpath level. Yeah, yeah. 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 Great. All right. So that's so that started off. We know. I think they started um, a couple of weeks ago on doing some of the road markings up near Main Street and Riddiford Street. And I think, if I remember rightly, I had an update from some of the guys the other day that they're starting to put in the actual physical barriers up near Main Street and Riddiford yeah. Street this week. That's right. Those Some of those traffic separators will go in, I think, starting from today. Yeah. Um, on Adelaide Road, it's been a harder job to move uh, the traffic signals to the side of the road than was expected. And that was because we came across some utility issues. Um, and so, unfortunately, that bit of the project, and it's very unfortunate because it's outside the low vision building on Adelaide mm. Road, which is a really unfortunate place to have this kind of road work set up. So, um, the contractors down there are aware of that, but I think we've had some conversations with you. Have they made a few tweaks to the layout? Yeah, I, I think um, 
we were a little surprised because what we found was, I think, on day one when they turned up that they um, were actually digging up the part where you actually um, stand by the pole. Um, we knew the new poles were going in and we knew the island in the middle of the road was going out, but we hadn't been able to you know, warn those um, anyone using the crossing that actually the crossing was going to be dug up um, by the pole as well. Um, but, yeah, yeah. That, and that, that was unfortunate. And I think yeah. um, one of these things that we've, we're certainly learning as we go through this process, but those underground, and that's why our process is trying to minimise as much as possible, mm. not going underground and not, you know, moving curves. We're trying to use very adaptable materials mostly, yes. but there's the occasional thing like that yeah. where um, unfortunately the whole thing can't work without without making that space. Yeah. And so the cycle lane is going to go um, on both sides of the road and it will come from um, basically, you know, Main Street, Hall Street, down through to um, along Rutherford Street, down Adelaide Road to the Basin Reserve. When it gets to the Basin Reserve, where does it go from there? Yeah, so at the Basin Reserve, um, because you've come through the Basin, I think it's one of the most delightful parts of the Wellington or the whole New Zealand bike network is the Basin Reserve. But when you come out the other side, you're actually in the middle of the road. And because of the layout of Kent and Cambridge, there's an opportunity for us to actually send the bike lane down the middle of the road where the parking lane is on Cambridge Terrace. All right. Yep. So if you can think of the island where all the trees are, mm -hmm. we're going to be on the Cambridge side, so on the city side, um, having a bi-directional, so two-way cycleway on where that parking lane is right. um, on that side. And so the good thing about that is we're not interacting with the buses anymore. The buses right. are still on the other side. Um, and we will be going all the way down to basically Marjorie Banks and the Embassy Theatre in that two-way, it's right. about four-metre-wide facility. Mm -hmm. And that will be good because it won't, won't, as you say, won't interfere with the um, the bus stops, but it also, I guess, it will give the buses a, you know, um, a, a clear lane. They won't have to worry about cyclists maybe possibly being just on their left-hand side because um, I assume that will be something that bus drivers are going to have to be very mindful of coming through Newtown, um, that there will be that lane to the left of them where there will be cyclists or e-scooters or skateboarders or whoever. Yeah, absolutely. And we are talking to the bus drivers to let them know some of these yeah. changes. And there are a few little spaces up around the John Street intersection yeah. where it's very, very tight. Um, and we have a very short section where actually the bikes have to merge back in if they're heading into town. Right. Um, so, you know, these sorts of designs on our big, busy urban streets, there's so many trade-offs and compromises along the way. Um, but we've tried to find a design that we think well, maximises safety, but gets right. as many benefits as we can for people walking in on bikes and buses. So from a, from a sort of a practical aspect, if we're looking at, say, the crossing outside the hospital, so you've got the cycle lanes on both sides of the road, um, will, there be, will it be just as straight as, you know, push the button when the buzzer sounds, you just walk straight across, there won't be a lip or an edge you'll have to step over at all? No. So if you're a pedestrian crossing there, it yeah. will be actually very – almost exactly the same as right. it is now. Right. Um, the only 
difference, I'm just trying to get that little piece of design in my mind, is that you will have um, a little bit of bike lane. So you'll be, uh, instead of having, I think, parking or, or the buses, you'll have that um, bike lane. Right. And then you'll be walking across a bus lane, two traffic lanes and then a bus lane. Right. And if someone was um, stepping out not on the crossing, um, and they came across, I'm just thinking from a, um, how height is the little strip that's going to be between, say, buses and cyclists? Mm. You know, is, so is it something easy that buses will just could easily just ride over accidentally? No, so the, the physical separators are made up of a ground level um, separator that is not very high, but then they have kind of bollard posts in them that are more like 850 mils high. Um, And that's um, a a height. And obviously they've got reflective strips Strips on them them. so they can be seen at night. And um, they're designed so that the the base separator is white um, and then the post has reflective strips on it. Oh, well, so it's certainly going to be change the landscape and we'll, um, we're certainly going to be keen to learn more about the, the new bus stop um, outside the hospital and we'll certainly be organising a group of people to, to come and have a play, get a sense of what it's like um, and you know, hopefully you know, try and get on and off a bus and just, just be able to provide that feedback to you guys. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, that should be great. So... Once you get into the city, obviously you said there's going to be phase two, which will be going up to the botanical gardens. And that's going to be basically the same sort of concept principles as the the new town to city cycle lane, bus lanes? Yeah, it's a little bit different. So that route has separated cycleways on either side of Whitmore Street. Um, so that's the one that goes from the waterfront to the bottom of Bowen. Mm-hmm. And then for Bowen, it, it, we have a separated cycleway going all the way up Bowen and then up to Nakori to the Botanics. But on the way down there, we've actually got a shared bus bike lane. Um, and the reason for that is because of the gradient. And this is Wellington's, you know, geographical <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uniqueness. So people travelling on bikes down that section actually go quite fast. And so what um, our sort of engineering technical advisors told us is that having a narrower cycle lane is actually has some disbenefits when people are going at speed. And so the thought for that one is we will be trialling a shared bus and bike lane down the hill where people on bikes and buses actually are travelling at, at a relatively similar speed. Um and so that one, yeah, that's that's a bit different, having right. that difference. And so once this, um, what's what's the completion for for both parts of the you know, Newtown taboo to the botanical garden? What's the sort of rough um, yeah, time, time frame, frame. For, yeah, for completion? So we're looking to get to the basin reserve by around July. Right. We'll be getting to the waterfront on the Newtown route by r- roughly at this stage around September, and then we should have completed both routes by the end of the year. And I say that with a big <laughs> asterisk that says, depending on contractor availability. So there's and a lot of resources and materials and such yeah, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And so, what's next on the cards after that, then? Is there a. Um... So, 
here we're just starting the next projects and and thinking about them mm-hmm. we're looking the next projects are likely to head up into um NIO, there's a primary part of the network that heads up to NIO. There's a right. primary part of the network that heads up Ardor Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some elements in Kilburnie, Molesworth and Molesgrave. Um, there's actually quite a lot of next steps for us that we're right. just starting the planning work for now. So we'll have right. more information about those in the next few months. Oh, that would be good because I'm sure you know, people will really be keen to know because uh, it's always, you know, you don't always get to hear unless, unless it, you know, gets onto the news. Sometimes people don't. That's the first they actually hear that something's happening in their community. Yeah, and one, I mean, if you are interested in this, if your listeners are interested, I'd say we've got a web page, which is just wellingtoncitytransportprojects.org.nz, is it? Um, and if you just Google Transport Projects Wellington, all of the things we're working on are listed up there and you can kind of get a sense of if your project is, if where you live, um, a project is coming soon. Right. Well, that sounds really great. So thanks for that, Claire. Now, to close, oh, is there anything else you wanted to tell our listeners before we go to your next song? No, other than we're just really looking forward to getting that feedback once people have had a chance to experience the change. So keep an right. eye out for the um, links to the, yeah. the forms and, and other And ways. we'll certainly be letting people know about the day that's coming up or, the, or the, you know, the, the session for people to come and have a look at the new stop arrangement at the hospital. And um, as you said, you know, there'll be some staff from Wellington oh. City Council there. And if we can get some disabled people there, then you guys can get you know, comments and feedback from people and how they how they find it. Yeah, that'll be great. Wonderful. So to close with today, what what song have you got next and why? So this is a remix of um, the Paul Simon song. Um, th- that was my mother. <laughs> right. And um, it, I may have just got that title wrong, but this is a song that I found out through my niece and nephew and brother who always are like hot on great new songs. So I go around there for my um, music recommendations. Um, and I just think this is a fantastic remix of a song that's fantastic in the first place. Mm, I was going to say, because I knew, knew Paul Simon's version of it, but I hadn't heard, heard the remix. And so it was yeah, quite interesting to, to hear it. Um, Right, so let's go out with this. And Claire, once again, thanks heaps for coming in and sharing with us and our listeners all about the changes that are taking place and look forward to having you or someone else from Wellington City back on the show to tell us more in the future. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks.
That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.